Compound Audio Group. This podcast is sponsored by JitsWeb.com. Now, as a lot of you guys know, I always make a lot of jokes about tying people up with their own shirts or choking a guy out with your feet or taking Rob's legs and wrapping them around his head and snapping his neck like the tiny little twig that it is. But the simple fact of the matter is is that I would have absolutely no idea how to do any of that without JitsWeb.com. JitsWeb.com is an interactive website and app that you can use as a fan of mixed martial arts to either fully understand jiu-jitsu or develop a jiu-jitsu game of yourself. We have gi, no gi, all of the newest and latest techniques from all over the world. JitsWeb.com, learn you something. This podcast is also sponsored by Domesticated Dad. Domesticated Dad is incredible. I can't say it enough. There's, listen, do you like sandwiches? Do you like baked goods? Do you like house made chips? How about skirt steak with a little bit of egg, some avocado, a little bit of that special sauce? You like that special sauce? I know you like that special sauce. Come over here and get that special sauce. You know what they'll do? They'll get that and some of those chips and a homemade iced tea that they make in-house. They make that shit themselves. I've seen them. I've seen Mike and Jen crush berries and put it in liquid to develop a beverage exclusively for the Domesticated Dad family. Go to Domesticated Dad in Oakhurst. Go to DomesticatedDad.net. Get yourself a brown paper bag just the way that Dad makes it. DomesticatedDad.net. Bobby Moore. You know, Adam, I'm a reversed man. I live my life in reverse. I like reverse cowgirls, reverse gangbangs, but I say that to say this. LeBron James is king. Adam Simmons. See, this is exactly why you don't have sex with green girls. That's how you get space aids. The Simmons and Moore podcast. Bro, no, there is absolutely no way. No, there is no way that dude love is better than Cactus Jack. Yeah, but Cactus Jack came in with that OG Lucille from The Walking Dead and cracked you over the head with barbed wire. Wow. Way Stay lit. Hot takes. Get your hot takes. Hashtag Sam PC. Woo! You better believe it, Daddy. It's the Simmons and More Podcast, episode 39, the Larry Zonka episode. Uh, hashtag Sam PC follows on the internet, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. This is the part where Bobby says something about LeBron James and, you know, Puerto Rican girls' asses and, you know, something about dinosaurs not being real. But he is not here right now because he's too busy fucking himself so he can continue to do that for the next week. Uh, Bobby, I hope you're listening. Uh, fuck you. And um, this is going to be the best episode of all time. Uh, episode 39. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Um, I really am a little flabbergasted because uh, Bobby called me probably about uh, five minutes from now to tell me that he's not going to be here tonight. Um, And we were having a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're going to motherfucking make it through it. Tonight on the Simmons and More podcast, I am joined by the founder of Garden State Hip Hop, Rodney Corsi. Thank you very much. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Uh, uh, about 
45 minutes ago when we wanted to do this, I was doing less good. I was going to be all cranky and upset because uh, Bobby wasn't showing up. But um, I got my fifth cup of coffee in me now tonight. So you're ready to go. I'm ready to fucking rock get it, baby. Um, Yeah, sorry about that. Um, it's all good. You're a rook guy, right? You understand? I am. Yeah. In New Orleans, is a is is the truth. I'm telling you, bro. That's it. Hot Costa Rican. I get. I have make it at home now, so it's like I don't have to go anywhere. We used to be right next to uh, Rook. We were recording over at the other spot. But, okay, cool. Um, so it was even nice. And then uh, for a while, we were at um, Alliance Media Studios in Red Bank. Okay, shout out like, to my man Alu. Yo, Alu. Listen, Good dude. If it wasn't for Alu, this thing wouldn't have happened. Okay, that's um, dope. He, we kind of shot him a text message like, "Hey, uh, we want to tell dick jokes on the internet. Um, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, here, come on. Here's the key to my studio. I believe that you guys are fucking hilarious." He sat in. Him and Rain sat in on the first episode, okay. episode zero, and uh, we we're like, "Okay, cool." Like. This is what we're going to do. And they're like, yeah, cool. You have full range. But um, we, as as fish grow in a pond, so has this podcast. So we have become more than um, our container, as it were. So this is now our our third uh, installment of having a, uh, a studio. And hopefully uh, is going to be a little more permanent of... Uh, well, this is situation. dope, man. I, I like the setup in here. It's yeah, really cool. Uh, this is... I. It's I fun. did a lot of stuff. This is like as soon as I moved into this new spot, it was like all I was doing. My girl was like, oh, you want to move this couch? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to soundproof the studio real quick. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. Thanks for your help. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was a big comic book guy growing up, too. So all this stuff is pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I just like... I. Um, was rummaging through my parents' garage mm-hmm. and found a bunch of stuff. And um, friends and fans and stuff like that are like, oh, you collect these little bobblehead guys. Let me give you a couple of those. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just, you know, having a TV. It's just like that. It's just, it comes together. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, eventually we've been doing this for, like we were talking about it for almost a year, like uh, about March um, I'm sure by next March we'll be on to bigger, better things. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, I won't have to soundproof one of the bedrooms in my in my house to uh, make a studio. We can actually build like a real, true studio. Um, but enough about this spot. Um, to let our fans know uh, a little something about you, man. Um, you do uh, GardenStateHipHop.com mm-hmm. uh, and GSHH. Like everywhere, hashtag GSHH. Hashtag GSHH or hashtag Garden State Hip Hop, whichever you prefer. Okay. You know, it's the same thing. Started a website, came up with the idea in 2009. We didn't launch in, until 2010. Okay. So, um, you know, I've had the site for about seven years now. You know, my intent that was, was. Seven years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies. Um, you know, my intent was to bring awareness to New Jersey talent. You know, hip hop artists, producers, DJs. You know, so on and so forth, and also create a stepping stone for myself to break into the music industry. 
you know that's as been my a dream or as a artist or um my lane is more artist management and music publicity cool, cool. you know so that's what like the core of my experience Excellent. is in so um you know at the time 18 19 years old trying to come up with ways to create my own lane i was spending so much time on other people's music blogs and not rights on smash ashley outrageous so on and so forth so i'm like you know let me uh I, I need to create my own. I know a lot of great local artists, rappers, producers who aren't getting the proper exposure. So, you know, here we are, Garden Say Hip Hop, seven years later. Damn right. And it's like, it's huge. I remember um, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, I remember the ciphers that you guys used to do. Right. Um, with like Los and Dane and all those guys. And it was... Um, incredible it was a good it was a good way to see you know friends and local artists like really be able to be themselves and kind of express themselves mm -hmm. in, a, in a way that um they don't have to put on for bigger companies for them to put out similar in the way that like you guys were a little ahead of your time um because now with like youtube and instagram and stuff like that people could just be themselves kind of like right if you want to get together with one of your friends and tell dick jokes on the internet, you could just start a podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And make a logo on your phone and, you know, right, right. go. You pay, you know, whatever to get on iTunes and then just go and then you can get mm -hmm. downloads. So you guys were a little ahead of your time is being a channel for, like you said, the um, the local artist. Yeah, I mean, like uh, my, my slogan is your local MC spotlight, you know? So, I, I mean, we were really about my plan was I wanted to put everybody on because I feel like there's so much talent in this area. And I mean, not even just Jersey, the entire tri-state. You know, it's been difficult for Jersey artists because we're right next to New York City, mm. which is the hub, you know, the birthplace of hip-hop. Say what you want. Everything. You know, yeah. you have a lot of New Jersey artists who try to rep New York, you know, because it gives them more mass appeal, you know. Um, but like I said, man, you have the Mr. Encores, you have the A Lawrence, you have the Los Lees, you have the Dana Beautiful Monsters, Solo for Dolos, great artists from the shore. You know, we can right. talk about artists up north, Maroof, Mo Shadi, uh, NJ Rebels, you know, Miss Nana, you know, brilliant, brilliant artists who have a ton of talent, just haven't received that, that, that exposure, you know, to right. break them right, right. now. You know, Jersey is popping a little bit with, with Felly, Fetty Wap taking off over the past two years. So that's been a good look. Um, we got Doug, Dougie F making some noise. He signed a Diplo's label. So, I mean, New, New Jersey's coming back around, you know? Which is, like, incredible. Uh, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Chamber on, and he was... I'm familiar with Chamber. Yeah. Uh, he was on, and he was saying how important it was as an artist for him just to represent New Jersey because it is... So not underappreciated, but it's a little undervalued because, like, if you think of it like Redman, uh, I'm having a, a brain fart. Queen, uh, Latifah. Queen Latifah. We can talk about the Fugees. The Fugees. Uh, uh, Mob Deep. Like, well, Mob Deep is from Queens. Isn't um, Prodigy from Elizabeth? Or I always not? thought they were both from Queens. You sure? Positive, bro. Um, it's all good. I mean, we got naughty. We got who? Who do we miss? Poor righteous teachers, artifacts. Um, you mentioned Red Man, Apache. I need a gangster bitch. Rest in peace. Um, you know, I, it's it's so much talent here. You know, I I I think we can go on and on about that. 
But for whatever reason, New Jersey has never truly popped. You know, and I think now with Fetty Wap taking off, it's become a little bit cooler to rep New Jersey. That's just my opinion. Because mm. now, I mean, before you, you didn't see too many people talking about New Jersey hip hop. And now since I've created Garden State Hip Hop, I don't want to take any credit, but I'm starting to see more music publications dedicated Right. dedicated well, to this that, scene that's what you I'm know thinking. which is great which is awesome right you know but it shouldn't because take it, a, a rising tide raises all ships right but you happen to be the first ship and the majority of the tide in the time like you're you're setting a precedent um for local hip-hop and for local artists in general not only for local new jersey artists but because of that there might be like a pennsylvania hip-hop that you know maybe a couple of fans from philly have come over here and they see this garden state hip-hop thing they get inspired and they do a pennsylvania hip-hop thing right and it kind of grows that way and again that that rising tide of the local talent's like a channel for people to step up and um express themselves in a, in a manner where they're not gonna they're gonna be not that they're not gonna be judged because hip-hop is the hip-hop culture but they're gonna be less judged as if they're performing for some A&R director in LA with a ponytail mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't know his ass from his elbow as far as hip-hop is concerned. And, right. And if he does know hip-hop, it's West Coast hip-hop. He doesn't know... Like, he didn't grow up and his first rap album wasn't Wu-Tang Forever or 36 Chambers. You know what I mean? He might have grown up on... Um, everything that's coming out of Compton and he's like oh well, why don't you sound like J. Cole oh why don't you sound mm -hmm. like all these West Coast guys Be well it's, there, there's a different like or maybe he's like a southern guy and he's like oh cool like Petey Pablo was like the best thing to it's like what are you talking about mm -hmm. and like maybe he is to some people but like you, you want somebody in the area to represent properly the culture of New Jersey hip hop and East Coast hip hop as a whole, um, mm -hmm. and I think you guys have done a great job of that. Thank you. Um, and I, I I appreciate it as a hip hop fan. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, at the time you guys were doing those um, those ciphers back in the day, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't as into hip hop. 2011 to to uh, 2013 for the listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Again, there was a couple of technical difficulties. I'm not sure what got on air and what didn't. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Danny. Um, but uh, being in a death metal band and being on tour and stuff like that. I oh, that's dope. You were in a death metal band? I didn't get a lot of time to listen to hip-hop like I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's um, cool that you made it back to local stuff. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, always. Like, uh, we were talking about, like... Uh, Los is a, a friend of mine from, from high school, and mm -hmm. uh, every time I came home, he would always have like a mixtape for me. I was like, bro, you have to be that guy. He's like, bro, come on, please. You listen to this. It's fire. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. And Los yeah. is a dope artist, okay, well, man. What was it? Um, Patron and... Patron and... Um, Patron and Kush, right? Patron and Kush, yeah. I was going to yeah. say Patron and Hayes, uh, but Patron and Kush, and that's all, that's all I listened to. When he, when he gave it to me, and I was like, yo, this is fucking retarded. Like, this is unbelievable, man. And he's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm like, that's... This he had a wave off that project, he man. He really did. He did. He, really he had did. the shore rocking off that project, I really man. I was really cool to see. I really t-shirt, by the way. Look, yeah. If you're listening. G2. I, I really need one of them G2 shirts. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got to happen. 
I'll be the only white dude with this haircut and these glasses. I know I look like I'm from Williamsburg. See, and, and, and that's a shame because he had that wave. And what year was that? Like 2011, 2012, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know... You know, I, I mentioned the two reasons why I created the website, but also I wanted to be someone that created a hip hop scene at the shore. Which you know? is so important. It's very important, you know, especially with everything changing now. But for whatever reason, you know, the powers that be, they, they refuse to open that door. You know, and the thing that's so frustrating is if you follow music culture and a music business and you're paying attention to the charts and what's hot, hip hop music is dominating. You know, the number two songs, the top two songs in the country right now are rap songs. Number one is Migos, Bad and Bougie. Number two, Shout I believe, is still Black Beatles by Ray Swimmer. And I think number three is Starboy by The Weeknd. You Such got two album. rap songs and an R&B an track. R &B well, and you have a hip hop, well, a music scene at the Jersey Shore that doesn't include the most popular art form in the world. And it, How is that possible? Right. And it's unfortunate that the local artists have to go somewhere else to perform. They're like, oh, where are you from? I'm from AP. What's up? We're like, what is, what is that? Meanwhile, you can get together in like the Bond Street basement and have like a cypher or like a rap battle. Oh, you don't have a microphone. The first show I put together was at a loft in downtown Newark, New Jersey. Why did I have to do that? Right. Because no venues from where I'm from wanted to work with me, you know? And it's, it's a shame, you know, I've reached out to so many venues and I want your listeners to understand is that, you know, we, we really have to, we, we got to break down this wall and we have to demand answers as to why these venues don't want to work with us. Even now, I was hosting a show, I, I was scheduled to host a show next Saturday in Belmar at Paul's Tavern. That show was canceled yesterday. Why? Because the business owners didn't want to take a risk. I... Project High Life. Yeah, they didn't want to take that risk. They didn't want to attract that crowd. They want they didn't want to give their business that hip hop appeal, you know. So th this is a business Pulse that 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 may be, be suffering financially a little bit, right. but even then they still don't want to roll the dice on hip hop. Exactly. Um, well, I was like I was telling you, I was in a band and uh, we were supposed to play a show at Paul's Tavern, and we sold two hundred and fifty tickets because we you know we were just released like a couple of songs on the right. internet myspace was just popping or whatever and we're like yeah cool like book a show and they're like they think that it's going to be like 50 kids we're like okay cool we sold 250 tickets they're like what no we can't do that I'm like whoa 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 we talking that's about? one of the explanations they gave the people i'm associated with right right like oh you guys are way too popular to give us your money like what excuse me i'm sorry so like unfortunately um you have to do basement shows and things like that but um, although it could hinder the growth, uh, um, top end, I think bottom end, it builds a tighter community because then you see the guys that really want to do it. You're going to get the guys that want to stick around for like Dane for a good couple of years and like really like build their chops. So that they'll be just savages. Those guys are samurais. The guys mm -hmm. that you're, you're showcasing now and the guys that you were showcasing a couple of years ago are barbarians of rap you know what i mean right because you can get these guys with red dreadlock with red like cornrows that want to hop around and drink scissor and sprite and think that they want to be a rapper but they're not going to be around in the next couple of years right but you know what there is an audience for that you know but i understand the points you're making but yeah no no, no and, and i agree um and i mean to 
to a lesser extent, I don't know that I quantify that as. I, I think what you're saying is, if we don't have the right type of acts, it's going to ruin it for possibly well, better content or. No, not or, even that. It's or, just. Okay. It's, I think as a culture and a community locally, it's going to build a tighter group so that when the cream rises to the top, right, it's a better tasting cream. You feel me? Like right, the, right, right. Um, to be as loose about that as far as cooking is concerned. Um, but as far as venues are concerned, it's you're unfortunately always going to have things like that. And they don't see it. They don't see all of the work that you've put in. They don't. They and don't, that's the most frustrating thing. They don't thing. see the years and years that you've And that's one of the most frustrating things. Um, when you feel like you have, you, you, you've created a great portfolio for yourself of work, high quality content, no issues, no fights. Everything's professional. Everything is on point. And that's the way I carry myself personally. Right. You know, so it's just, it's not a front. And to, um... To reach out to some venues and they'll tell you before you even share your idea, oh, we don't do rap. I've had a venue owner tell me he won't do a rap show, any heavy metal shows or punk shows at his venue. He he refuses Meanwhile, to do that it. Is, that's 90% of the music base that's around. Right. Him. Or you have other venues in the area. You know, me personally, I like to do things face to face. Right. I want to sit down and speak with you, present my idea, have a conversation, shake your hand. We'll go from there. You know, you come in and speak to somebody. They're trying to point you to the next person. Mm -hmm. Oh, send this person an email. You send an email. Did you check the email? No, we didn't when you call. So it's like a cat and mouse game. You're chasing people right. around. Right. And it frustrates you to the point where it's like, do I even want to invest my money with these people? They won't even give me the time of day. They won't even give me five minutes to share my idea. Last summer, I tried to put a show together, right? And I'm going to stay, stay nameless with the venues and the people I, I spoke to, right? A venue in Asbury Park. I went into the venue. You know, can I speak to who's the head promoter, who's the head booker, so on and so forth. I want to put a show together. Cool. I got a business card, sent an email, called five times, right? Went back to the venue a second time after the fourth call. On my fifth call, the guy answers the phone. Yeah, dude, I got your email. I'm booked till October. I'll call you if anything opens up. So you mean to tell me I, I, I came to the space two times to check on you. I called you five times. on the. You got my voicemails. I left you four voicemails before the, the fifth email. call right. and the email. You can't return any of that. And then yeah. when I get you on the phone, it's, it's, it's really bothersome. You tell me your books. Yeah, Come it's, on, it's man. It, it gets old and it gets played out. And that's something else I want to, uh, you know, I want to preach to your listeners, man. You, you, um, when you're, per, when, when you're pursuing something, you have a brand, you're passionate about something. Don't let anything discourage you. You know, bottom line is hip, Garden State Hip Hop is great, but it should be much bigger than what it actually is. Mm -hmm. I've let in certain, certain roadblocks I've experienced get in the way of that. And frustrate me to the point where I begin to doubt what I'm doing and doubt myself. Like, is this even worth pursuing anymore? Well, you that, know, I think is it comes worth doing? With any sort of business venture or any sort of artistic expression. Um, to the same point, um, just doing business with people that are not business oriented, people that are not going to take it as seriously as you do. Like, even with the podcast game, like we we've had um, a lot of like talks with companies that are sponsors. And they're like, we really love your product. We want to 
do like a mutually beneficial thing. Like, cool, when can we meet up? And they're like, oh, I'm not going to be around until October. But like, bro, it's April. What are you talking about? Like, I, I got to do shows from April to October. Right. And then October comes around. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah, hey, uh, sorry, that guy doesn't work here anymore. You can do this, but you can come back in April. It's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I, you, what you want to do is build a mutually beneficial um, relationship with a venue because like – or with a sponsorship or with in business. You know what I mean? Your right. customer. And, I agree. Yeah. Um, so all of the pictures that you take in this venue are going to be tagged with the venue. Mm-hmm. All of the people that you put inside of this venue are going to spend money in this venue. And we've always tried to spin it that way, even with the ciphers. Yeah. You know, and that's why the ciphers have been so successful. Shout out to my partner, John Edwards, who does a wonderful job with that photographer, videographer, who's always collaborated with me on those projects. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, Garden State Hip Hop, it, it has the look to it. You know, he created the logo that you see on the website, the original logo. So shout out to him. And... um you know, it's, it's, it's definitely frustrating. You know, in 2013, I managed to put a show together on Cookman Ave, New Jersey Live. I would love to continue that series. So I had New Jersey Live at a clothing boutique called Fly Standards. They closed their shop on Cookman and moved up north. But I rented the stage, booked the acts, the DJ. You did real And it was a stuff. great show. It was a great show and came up on a profit. I made like $300 just off the door, you know. So it, it, it was dope. You know, 300 off the door, sold a bunch of merchandise. Everybody had a great time, took photos. It was a good night, and it was all hip-hop. It was no fights. It was no beef. Right. The police weren't there. It was a good time. You know, you get that sometimes. And um, it's, 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 it's bullshit, you know? Yes, I, I agree with you um, as someone who's a fan of hip-hop but doesn't like driving to Newark to go see hip-hop. We had Chance the Rapper here, summer 2013. He opened up for Mac Miller. Chance the Rapper has seven Grammy nominations this year. Why isn't he back in Asbury Park headlining a show? Couldn't tell you. Why, why hasn't the city of Asbury Park had Mac Miller back here or Meek Mill? Right. We're talking about three of the biggest artists in the world right now. Forget hip-hop and pop culture. You know, or a guy like Childish Gambino who just won. Be perfect. Action Bronson would be perfect because he appeals to the Asbury Park demographic. He can appeal to the people on the other side of the tracks, the people you know near Cookman, near Lake Ave, the dudes that look like you. Yeah, that's perfect. With all the traditional tats. Right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Like me and that dude, we just hang out. Hold on. Hang out. There, there we go. Flashing tattoos. Have there a we go. Lunch. You know what I mean? No big deal. We'll just hang out. Talk about food. He's a fucking food dork. I'm a food dork. That's actually um, you were you were asking me how uh, Bobby and I started talking. Uh, the tweet that I sent him, I was like, Hey, uh, when is Vice gonna give us the uh, the platform so that we can get drunk and eat with Action Bronson on fuck that'd be amazing yeah tell me I love Viceland too yeah I've been in the food industry for 15 years it's not like uh, you know I'm a slouch I just happen to tell dick jokes at night you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so um, but I'm not uh, as charismatic as a 350 pound 
I think you are, man. You've been doing a good job with this podcast so far. I'm really enjoying this conversation. We're really trying, man. Well, I know I'm trying. Bobby evidently is not trying. Thanks for being here, Bob. We really appreciate it, B. Uh, Ken Bundles came here with a bottle of Jameson Black for you. Um, and you're nowhere to be found. So uh, we really appreciate that. <laughs> um, Kent's over here getting saucy. Yeah. Oh, dude. No. <laughs> the fans of our podcast know Kent Bundles. Kent Bundles gets saucy recklessly. And he just got, he, he's, he's on winter vacation from college. So he's extra saucy now. How old are you, Kent? Old enough to party. 22. Wow. 22. Mm. Missed that. Yeah, right? Can you imagine? The things that I knew, that I know now at 22, I would have been unstoppable, man. Definitely. I would have been doing stand-up at the age of 18 instead of just getting drunk and going on stage and falling down and having people laugh at me. I would have been able to tell jokes. That's kind of what I do right now. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what you do now. Um, but it's, it's really... It, and I don't want to get too soft about this, but it warms my heart to see local greatness, to see young local greatness happening, building. It's like it's bubbling and the fiends are there. The people just outside. We need that Bruce Springs that Bruce Springsteen cosign. That that jump off. We I need probably, that. You know, I could probably We need that Springsteen cosign. He, he is in town. He is around the corner from See, and, right and now, the thing so like make that happen. If, if you look at the history of like what made Asbury Park Asbury Park in the realm of music, it's like What's his name? Southside Johnny? Yep. Springsteen? This is how they got their start. Open mics at the Pony. Little music gallery. Why, why can't we do that for hip-hop here? It's a different time. People don't understand that. It's a different time. Yes. It is a different time. I hate to say it, man. Rock and roll is dead, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. Listen. Here's the deal. Fart rock? <laughs> yes. Metal? No way. Not, not metal. But I'm talking about like not not a lot of people can can name five rock bands that are killing it right now. Yeah, you no, can I name agree. five rappers. That's what we call fart rock. No, you can name rock. five rappers, not yeah. five rock yeah. bands. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the rappers are the new rock stars. You know, okay, Kanye. Sorry, Bobby's not here. I had to, Bobby <laughs> I had to hit you with the Bobby line, Bobby. I did that for you. LeBron James is king. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I agree. I do. Well, uh, and another thing is, is that I think, um, because of the internet, um, there's not a culture, there's not as much of a cultural divide as there always was. Like in the nineties, it was like Nirvana and then, and then like the West coast rappers, it was like Biggie and Pearl Jam. There was no two two ways about it but now you go to a hip-hop show and you see a dude in uh in an iron maiden t-shirt and you're like fuck yeah number of the beast was amazing and he's like fuck yeah it was did you hear the new childish gambino album and you're like fuck yeah and it's like because of the internet um and because of uh this huge cultural melting pot that mm-hmm. uh social media has become right um there's less of a divide there so I think it's it's not as preposterous to say that they are the new rock stars because the same people that would classically be fans of rock stars like the Bon Jovi's and the Bruce Springsteen's and they're now fans of hip hop because good music rises straight up. 
if you're talented mm-hmm. and art is an art and people that are really like you that really appreciate the art in things um they recognize that whether the music is hip hop or classical or metal I'm glad that you said that appreciate the art in things because you know one thing I wanted to say is to some rappers man like some of you guys know that you shouldn't be rapping yeah you know and yeah, com- and it's coming from someone who tried to rap, but I always said to myself, like, I tried to be a rapper when I was a freshman in high school. Like, I had two names. I used to go by the Rhyme Slayer and the Youngster. I used oh, to, like, Rhyme interchange Slayer. my names. Sick, though. Right? But I realized I was whack. But I wanted to be a part of the... I wanted to be a part of the community, the culture. I wanted to contribute because I loved it so much. But at the same time, I had so much respect for the art form that I didn't want to disrespect it by trying to do something that's not really meant for me. Correct. You know, I think some of you artists need to realize that, man. Like I had a kid email me. This is 21 Savage about two months ago. he, He sent me this video. Dope video. You know, uh, beautiful shots of the, of, uh, of the shore, the beach, the boardwalk he shot in Asbury. It looked like he was working with a drone, like really cool aerial shots. But his raps was just trash to me. So I emailed him back. I said, bro, great video. I just don't like your rhymes. I think your flow is off. How long have you been rapping? And then I said to him, how did you hear about Garden State Hip Hop? And what can I do to improve the website? I'm giving you constructive criticism. I'm giving you the opportunity to give me the he same me thing. Back with it. Right. Right. So he 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 hits me back and he says, uh, he said, my flow is fire and you can improve your website by putting me on it. Come Nailed on, it. bro. <laughs> like, come on. Come fire. on, bro. What, what was he, That's like, what I'm talking about. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, bro. Really? And it's just, I, I mean, I, I wish there were more people out there who respected the art enough to, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to put my pen down. There's other ways you can contribute to hip hop without being a rapper. Don't let the bullshit on the scene right now gas you up because we will forget about some of these artists within the next year. Out with the old and with the new hip-hop is a culture of what have you done for me lately. We don't talk about Trinidad James anymore. Facts. Facts. We don't talk about cash out no more. Facts. You know? Where's DJ Unk? Have you seen him? No? He's uh, he's actually in Danny's basement playing the steel drums. (laughs) (laughs) But I I agree with you. And that was the point I was trying to make um, with with the Garden State Hip Hop movement from... um, from its original form to its fruition now, and even now as you push forward, um, those guys that have been in it and that are sticking it out are not going to be like those. You know what I mean? And They're, it's just the way the industry is, is, is set up now. You know, we're we're not, especially in hip hop. You know, artists aren't being um, created to have longevity. You know, it's a single driven market. Right. You know, right. so a lot of these guys aren't even going to have longevity in this game. And it's just like rap isn't a get get rich quick scheme. I think a lot of people think well, that. Well, nothing is, you know, um, and, I think and I hate that, that. And I think that um, people that guess they gas themselves up because they find like a good beat like designer. OK, I 
really enjoy that song, Panda. And that song came out around the same time we started doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm white and Bobby's black like a motherfucking phantom, like a motherfucking panda. Okay? Word. So we bumped the shit out of that song on our show all the time. But we like, oh, sick. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your second thing? Oh, you got nothing? Oh, you don't have another single? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to come out of nowhere and shoot a black and white video of just your face and say, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner six times? Like, right. What is that? What is that? Wait, you like you got a hook, like you don't have any beef. You have the bread for a sandwich. It's like the beef and the hook. You need that meat, you need the cheese, you need the sauce, you need the tomatoes, the lettuce, the whole nine. You know, little roasted red peppers. Mm-hmm. That's why a group like Run the Jewels is Amazing. so needed. Yeah. Now. It's it's like imperative that they succeed. And they oh, are yeah. because like Yeah, I think they're doing three shows at Terminal Five and I think all three are sold out. Can't fucking wait. You got tickets? Can't fucking wait. We'll be one of seven white dudes there. <laughs> one of six in the crowd. Nah, it's funny you say that because, you know, I've been going to rap shows for years. I remember seeing Wayne with one of my good friends a few years ago at PNC. Dog, I, I was a minority. I was like one of maybe <laughs> A hundred black people. Yeah, it was all so, white girls from Rumson. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I used to date a white girl from Rumson. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, little Wade is just so good. Like, e- bitch, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? And and that's another thing that amazes me about you know the lack of real diversity at the shore because when you go to the shows and you look into the audience, it's mostly white faces, man. Yeah. You know, well, that that comes with the cultural blending of from the internet that right. I was talking about. The same guys that, you know, they're they're me. I'm a, a hip hop fan. Right. I don't look like a hip hop fan. I got a spaceman. But you pin are on my jean jacket, and I'm wearing khakis and van and high top vans right now. You know what I mean? I got a shark tattoo, and I'm surrounded by comic book stuff. But shout out to my Hennessy mirror. Um. The but. ASAP Rocky has thousands of white girls running around New York City with gold grills. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> Facts. There's nothing that I've ever had. Um, because if I ever get a grill, like if if Paul Wall ever hits me up, if we blow up and he's like, bro, I need to get you a grill. I'm like, no. No, nah, you good? I, I can't. Because first of all, I'll get that I'll get that riffraff thing, you know, or the, the sharp teeth. Right, right. I'll just go around biting people like a werewolf. He's fun. He, I did um I did press for Warp Tour summer 2015. I really liked his show. I I wanted to hate it. Right. I really wanted yeah, to hate it, but it was fun. It yeah. was awesome, man. It, it's a it shame was fun. That they only had him on that small side of the stage. That he was the last act of the night. That could yeah, have he was that whole stage, and people packed it in there for him. Man. Oh yeah, he gets um, a lot of love, man. My uh my youngest brother Bobby Light, who's uh been on the show a couple of times, is and he started out liking. Riff Raff, Jody High Roller as a joke. He was mm-hmm. like, bro, I only fuck hoes who rock Dolce and Gabbana. That's hilarious. Tiptoeing in my Jordans. Tiptoeing in my Jordans? Are you kidding me? Um, I saw a meme on the internet uh, yesterday, the day before, of like a raccoon breaking into somebody's house and they played Tiptoeing in my Jordans and I, died. Uh, yeah. I almost fell over. I was like, yes! But he, um, he's, again, he's just one of those pathways that's opening up hip-hop to a different culture like a different community of people 
It's just like, oh, the skinny white dude with silly hair who takes a lot of Instagram videos of his blue dog, like, raps, and now he's got, like, other rappers coming on, and it was like, oh, he did a song with Chance the Rapper. Oh, he did a song with Childish Gambino. Oh, he did a song with this guy, that guy, and then it opens Because people like him. He's like a fun, he's a fun guy. He seems cool. Yeah. You know, he's all about a good time, man. You you can't, you you can't hate on somebody that's that harmless. You know, you could try to, but it's like. Right, He did a carry pair. Katy Perry, and then him and Katy Perry dressed up in uh, uh, Justin Canadian, Timberlake, yeah, the right? Canadian tuxedos, the all denim, right, right, oh, dude. And then with the VMAs, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And Katy Perry, like one of the biggest stars of the time, was like, "Fuck yeah, we could be silly as hell." And it's like everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" And then you go in, and we're like, "Oh, there's that." And then maybe you grow out of Riff Raff, and then you go more to like Chance the Rapper. You know right. what I mean? So that's that's an easy pathway. There's not seven degrees of separation there. There's and it and it's two- enough space for everyone to succeed. You know that's one thing I had to learn with Garden State Hip Hop. You know, because for a while, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't post it. You know, Garden State Hip Hop is my baby. It's my website. Right. And if it, I'm it not feeling the song, I'm not going to put it up. But at the same time, it's like. I may not like it, but somebody else will. There's an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like Lil Yachty, but my 16 year old sister does. My 13-year-old brother does. Right. That's his demographic. It's not really right. my lane, but right. it's something for everybody out here. You know, and hip-hop is so broad. And after a while, you know, I started saying to myself, it's kind of, it's corny trying to be a purist all the time. Mm-hmm. If it ain't Pete Rock or CL Smooth, I ain't bumping <laughs> it. If it's not the roots, I don't want to listen to it. That's not hip-hop. I used to be one of those it's dudes, not, you know? It's not a bad way to go, but you are more business-oriented than you are a purist you understand that there's money to be made in that side of things um for the little yachties the 21 savages the what's the, what's that dude that rob listens to ty dollar sign the ty dollar signs dollar sign is dope though dollar sign <laughs> rob uh i was all ready to tell rob about how i've been rob, listening rob would love that if you would yeah, I know. Well I, well, I was all ready to tell Rob that I've been listening to Ty Dolla Sign for the last two days because I've run out of Peach. If you do not shut the fuck up, I love you. It's Princess Peach, everybody. Uh, that's the new panda. Um, but I, I fall, I've fallen into a hole of bad music and bad TV lately because I just like literally like I just I told you we moved in about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, I got Wi-Fi. Wow. So I've been sitting like just writing. And just like racking my brain crazy. Like we're going to do like uh, some YouTube stuff. And there's a lot of writing like behind the scenes stuff that I had to do. I got it all done in like right. four days. And like as a writer, like that was cool. Because like I lit a couple of candles, you know, grabbed the beer, cracked it open. And I was just like, mm-hmm. and I banged it out. And uh, my girl's like, what are you doing? It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm just writing. She's like, why are you playing on your phone? I'm like, no, 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 I'm writing. I'm sending Danny and Bobby text messages and they're like yo shut the fuck up i'm like dude what if we did like this and we came in like under the thing and it's just like listen you guys it'll all make sense in about two three weeks um but i uh i've fallen into a trap because as soon as i got the internet i was like oh i need to listen to this 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 and this and i gotta watch this this and this and this bro i've been watching the show gigolos on showtime I have no idea what it is still. I watch every <laughs> single episode of it. I'm familiar with Gigolos. Dude, so you know. Yeah. So you know. That how show's a trip, man. You know how ridiculous this is. <laughs> they got a dude that looks like a Darth Rocky from Game of Thrones, but he's like a 
a purist healing yoga uh <laughs> indian he's got like long hair and he just wants to like rub bitches down and like is like listen if you need someone to talk to if like your husband left you like two years ago and you feel like you're fat it's like no don't worry ash has got you baby Come here, let me rub your back with essential oils and you can braid my hair and then I'm going to dick you down like a savage. Like, dude, what the fuck is that show? There's a dude who looks like um, Chris Angel after <laughs> chemotherapy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, really fuck. he's got like the misfits haircut and it like comes down or whatever. And he's like, what's up, dude? I'm a fucking alpha male. I'm here to just dick bitches down. I'm here to just power fuck bitches. I'm like, bro, you're super aggressive. <laughs> like, I realize that your job is to sell your dick. And, like, say you're selling a boyfriend experience. But, like, I saw this dude. He, first of all, he fucked someone who was dressed like a teddy bear. Okay? So, that's strike one. Strike two, he fucked a 400-pound girl. And he tried to put her legs behind her head. And she went... It's not gonna work. He's like, no, this is my move. She's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm got a belly. Not gonna work. Ain't gonna work. He was like, fuck. And then he tried to flip her over like a savage. And she's like, hold on. It was like, burp, 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 burp. And it took her 45 minutes. She was like, I'm gonna get my dick hard again. Hold on. So I'm gonna power fuck you because I'm a fucking alpha male. He's got like glitter on his shirt and like a wallet chain and like the same <laughs> boots that like professional wrestlers wore in the 90s. You know, yeah, exactly. He looks like a dude who is obsessed with the UFC but doesn't have any self-respect. He's like, he looks like, he looks like um, a magician if a magician got stuck on like a deserted island and then had to magic his way out. You know what I mean? He's like, wow. He's, I, I don't understand. But like, my point is, is that like I was so deep into a hole that. You know, you watch Gigolos. I had to watch Gigolos, and then I listened to Ty Dolla Sign, and I have a new appreciation for Ty Dolla Sign. I recommend um, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. Yeah, I actually yeah. I was just looking at that. It's, it's a really good show. Yeah, they did an amazing job. They got um, one of my favorite artists, Shad K. He's a Canadian rapper. Um, he's the host of the show. They cool. did an awesome job with that. I believe it was. It's a Canadian program, and um, they put it on the U.S. version of Netflix. And I, I sat down and watched all four one day, and I was blown away. And it was a lot of information that I didn't know. Excellent. You know, so it was Hell cool, yeah. man. I do recommend that yeah. for you and the listeners. Because uh, yeah, there's... What, what Drake did to, did to Canada, though, then, like, it kind of, like, gives, gives you hope about Jersey. You feel me? Like, when Drake came out, like, nobody was coming out of Canada. You know what I mean? But he came out and just opened the doors. Like, mm -hmm. Shout out to the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Shout out to the Six. Six with my <laughs> and it, that's another guy that kind of like opened the door for a lot of people because he was like kind of like I don't want to say he's like The Weeknd but he's a guy that sings and raps sometimes he raps a little more now but originally he was kind of like appealing to a more mass kind of thing and then he linked up with um, Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne and then got a little more on the rap side, right? I got into Drake. What was it? My uh, was it my senior year of high school? My junior or senior year of high school? I found his music on MySpace. It was a track called "Deceiving" that I found on somebody's page. And like, no lie, when I first heard his music, I thought of um, Fonte from Little Brother. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, because it was just like it, it was raps that I could relate to. It was like everyday shit almost, and I really liked that. You know, um. 
So I, I think he had more of a, at least from the songs I listened to, I think his vibe was more like Backpack than when he actually got yes. into the game. Yeah. You okay. know, it was the whole Jay-Z thing, you know. Truthfully, I, well, what did Jay say? Truthfully, I wanted to rhyme like Common Sense, but after I sold 20 mil, I ain't rhyme like Common Sense. It was like one of those type of deals, you know. I think Drake is dope, man. I, I met him before he got on in New York one day randomly outside of a pizza shop. We chopped it up for like 10 minutes or so just walking. Legit. And uh, it, it's funny, right? Because, like I said, I found his music on MySpace. And to me, he was just a, a regular rapper. You know, he was kind of surprised that I knew him. Because when I walked past him, I was like, what's up, Drake? And he, like, made this face like, damn, like, somebody recognized me. That's awesome. So we That's ended good. up chopping it up. And uh, I was with two of my close friends from high school. Shout out to John and Balfour. And uh, they were going into the sh subway station. And Drake and I were having this conversation. And they were like, come on, Rod. Come on, Rod. Let's go. Let's go. So I shake Drizzy's hand. I'm like, good luck to you, man. I, I wish you the best. And I hope you get a deal. So I meet up with my boys. And they're like, yo, yo, yo. Why were you talking to that faggot from Degrassi? <laughs> oh, shit. Real talk. I swear to God. Real yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what Degrassi was. Oh. So I'm like, yo, like, nah, this is a rapper I listen to on MySpace. Like, this dude is dope. Like, like nah, he's gonna dude, be. That dude got shot about a girl, and then right. He, I I didn't know about I didn't know about the show. I didn't know about wheelchair Jimmy at the time because I found his music online. Right, right, And I right. just became a fan that right. way. Well, so, that's that's oh, like that's a dope story. yeah, yeah that's man. It's um, you know, I'll tell you another one. Like, I don't know how you guys feel about fate or destiny. But with some of my experiences, like, I feel like I'm supposed to do something in music, you mm -hmm. know? I've been trying to get into the business, had a few opportunities fall through that I felt like should have been mine, you know? And this is where self-doubt and wanting to give up comes into the play for the listeners. Because I've been this close to achieving what I, what I consider to be my dream and just have it slip away. So back to my story, right? My high school basketball coach, Ralph Tangalos. His wife used to be Kanye's attorney. That's bananas. I didn't know this, right? I went to Ocean Township High School. He would tell us, yeah, I was at a party with Jay-Z and Beyonce, so on and so forth. I met this rapper, that person. we like, bullshit, man. You a damn high school basketball coach. You ain't in these parties. So um, me and him got really close, and he knew how much I love Kanye's music and Pharrell Williams, you know, N-E-R-D, heavy, throughout middle school and high <laughs> Come school. Come on, bro. So um, my senior year, he was kind enough to get me tickets to the show. Oh, so I went to the show with him and his wife. I took the girl I was dating at the time. So us four went, had everything hooked up, backstage passes, you know, got to chill with the whole tour, tour management team, was personally introduced to Kanye and Pharrell Williams. You know, and this is another point I want to make for your listeners, too. A lot of these people you see on TV, man, they're not who you think they are in person. Some of them are very dry, boring people, i.e. Kanye West, you know. I was a little starstruck when I met him, but I wasn't impressed by him, you know. It wasn't like a warm reception. And I got the, the sickest intro you could ever get right. for just a regular dude to one of the biggest stars in the music industry, you know. And it just he, he wasn't very receptive. He wasn't too friendly. It was a little awkward. So, I mean, for, for people who, who aspire to work in the music business, don't look at a lot of these people starry-eyed, man. Some of them won't even look you in the eye, you know. Right. You know, right. keep keep that in check. They are people at the end of the day, and they may look one way on TV, man. But when you meet them in real life, it, it, it could really let you down. We're we're all people. you know. And um, to to counter your story, 
with another ridiculous story of meeting one of the biggest people in the music industry. I, uh, and it being a letdown and it sucking? No. Well, it was, it was just... Kind of like, <laughs> no, I'm joking. It, it, wasn't, <laughs> uh, it, it just wasn't what I expected it to be. So, right. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, my friend Jay, uh, used to drum in my band back in the day. His father is uh, Max Weinberg. Okay. The drummer for the E Street Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going to uh, band practice, right? We're going to Jay's house because obviously, you know, the dude's got everything. We had a stage that we practiced on and like hundreds of millions of dollars of stuff that we could just fool around with. Um, so, we would obviously go there. No big deal. He's the drummer. He's got a 26-piece drum kit. I'm not lugging that into my house. Like, we'll just go to your house, whatever. So, um, I go to Jay's house to hang out. It's about lunchtime. Mm-hmm. I walk in. I see Max. I give him a little high five. I'm like, hey, Mr. Weinberg, how are you? Jay, me me and Jay are kind of shooting the shit. There's just this guy hanging out in the living room in a pair of shorts. Like, old, like think like old Jewish man hanging out on the beach. Shorts, mm-hmm. high tube socks with like sandals, white beater, right, right. beater, hanging out, reading the paper, drinking coffee. So him and Max are shooting the shit, talking, whatever. And uh, we got to walk by them to get down to the barn to go practice right and um i'm like all right mr weinberg uh we're gonna go practice and he goes hey uh come here real quick adam i'm like hey what's up I was like he's like uh i want to introduce you to someone and i'm like oh hey man how are you like uh my name's adam the guy goes he shakes my hand looks at me and it's just like looks like a, a regular old guy he goes oh my name's bruce and i'm like oh hey bruce holy shit you're bruce springsteen wow and he's like yeah, I'm like, that's that's nuts. And he's like, have a good practice. I'll see you later. And I'm like, what? And Jay just grabs me and pulls me because, you know, he's Jay. He grew up around the East Street Band. He's like, yeah. that's not a big deal. That's my godfather. Whatever. That's every day, yeah. Right. Um, It was just nuts because, like, he's just a regular-ass dude. He's just hanging out on his friend's couch. Chilling. Watching, watching CNN, drinking coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not doing a damn thing. And the dude's just like, oh, hey, what's up? This is my first name. I'm like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh my god! I just like I gotta like starstruck. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, wait a minute. And then I I, I looked back and I was like, yeah, that dude's regular as hell. Like, what the fuck is like? What's going on with me right now? I'm just like, and he came back and then we had a conversation. We had lunch together or whatever. But it was like you having lunch at your friend's house when like you know I'm 18, 20 years old, whatever I am. I like that. Like we're eating burgers and he's just like. Yeah, like Max's wife, like Miss Weinberg makes like killer burgers or whatever. So we're hanging out on their patio, like eating lunch, and I got to eat lunch with Bruce Springsteen. But it was like one of those things where it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, wait, you're regular as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's just like, yeah, I, I don't know, sorry if like that freaks you out a little bit. I'm like, no, dude, like you obviously you recognize who you are, like as a person, right? Like you know, I'm not the one to tell you. But he's still humble. Right. Well, kind of. Okay. But he was regular as fuck to me because I was in Max Weinberg's living room like in a pair of gym shorts and like I had a sweatband on because mm-hmm. I was about to sweat my balls off for three hours. You know right. I mean? Like, oh, I look like trash. I'm glad that you're looking regular as fuck because mm-hmm. like if my grandmother found out that I was meeting you and I wasn't wearing a suit, she'd come out of her grave and like rip my head off. Right. She's like, born to run <laughs> the greatest album of all time. Like, you know, go fuck yourself, grandma, okay? Please. Let's sit your fucking Italian ass down. I love her. She's savage. I don't know if you know what it's like to have an Italian grandma. Shout out to grandma. Yeah. Nana in the building. She used to haunt my old house. And you know how we know? Because jars of sauce would fall 
Like my my parents would go <laughs> and buy jarred sauce instead of making their own sauce. That shit would be broken. Would be like, wow. We gotta move. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta, gotta keep go. it authentic. We gotta go. At first, like you know, there's glass and there's sauce everywhere. When we had a dog and we thought our dog was like dead, the dog's like licking up the fucking sauce. We're like, oh my god. We're like, oh, he's just licking glass. No big deal. He's not dead yet. <laughs> um, but it's uh, again, it's it's good to see. And like you, you have a you have a business mind. You're you're more focused on an overall product than you are on like you're you're humble enough to step aside and know that you ain't got bars. But you could the same way that you would be able to, or maybe even in a bigger sense, promote and raise hip hop culture locally as a rapper. You realize that your lane for that is through the promotion and management of local talent mm-hmm. and you're utilizing your talents in such to get to your ultimate goal of raising the hip hop community of New Jersey. Right. Uh, and I think that's extremely commendable um, in the same way that um, Bobby and I, we're, we've always been funny people. You know what I mean? We've always been like the funny guy when you're outside smoking in the parking lot, telling, you know, the jokes, this and that. We've always been those dudes, but now that we have like a soapbox to get on and help promote, we're grabbing other funny people, mm-hmm. other people that have things to say, like people that are a little more irreverent, people that, um, you know, are kind of just sitting in their living room doing whatever they can do, right? talking, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, like, dude, that dude is super smart. Like Daryl, you know what I mean? Um who's normally generally here, but he's probably wrapping somebody up in their own shirt right now at jujitsu. But, um, that dude, him and Zach need a podcast because they're so crazy, ridiculous, smart that like, it's like, if you, he's so encompassed into the political scene that like, he's telling like me, like a lot of the political information that I get from the world is through Daryl. Daryl's like, no, 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 that's bullshit. Listen to this. This one's not bullshit. Invest in Bitcoin. You need to do this and you got to do that. And it's like, he was that dude. But like, you got to find people like that. And I feel like you're doing the same thing. And in the same way that your soapbox is your website and the community, you're, instead of standing on top of it, like a lot of guys, like the guy who sent you that video, Mm -hmm. who's trying to stand on top of the soapbox, or trying to stand on top of the community, you're underneath the community pushing it up so that you're still going to reach to the same point, but you're doing more of the heavy lifting. You don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, um, I, exact, and, I know exactly um, what you're saying. As far as like a couple of guys who were just funny and like to hang out, like Bobby and I got together and we were like, okay, we need a podcast because we have something to say. Some people think we're funny. But we know a lot of really cool, a lot of really important people in the local scene that we need to help get out. So, like, that's why, you know, we... I mean, that's that's one of my plans for 2017, you know, for the first quarter. I'm working on the 2017 cypher. We're going to bring that back. Yes. You know, I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, some of the things I've done with the website, I thought it was cool, but I didn't... I wasn't too sure if other people liked it. So it was really cool to hear people like yourself say that you really enjoyed the ciphers. And I've heard that before. And I've had a lot of other people contact me like, when are you going to do that again? So, um, yeah, that's one plan. And also we're trying to put together a networking event as as well. 
for all like-minded indi- individuals Killer. from the area, you know, to just get together, network a little bit, and Listen. come up with some strategies to, you know, improve things and, and, and make things more, you know, just bring more unison to everything. Right. You right. know? Build, build a business community. And please, by all means, as soon as you know any of the information, as, as soon as you want to let any of that know, uh, I'll let that be known. Uh, let us know. We'll be more than happy right. to... Um, you know, promote it on here. Um, do whatever we got to do to help push that because, um, again, similar-minded people need to get together, and we really need to promote um, the local business, scene, like mm-hmm. the young entrepreneur scene. Because right, uh, a rising tide, like a, a rising tide, raises all ships. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I it's a lot of people out there, especially in this area, who, who want to do things and they want to do it the right way. But they don't have a channel to go through. Or maybe no. Again, they're like an 18-year-old guy, 19-year-old guy who's just a fan of hip-hop or right. is just a, a fan of stand-up comedy or is like a fan of science fiction writing. And they don't know that they can just go out and do it. Right. Because they don't see other people going out and doing it. Right. So I mean, like, we just had, not to cut you off, no, 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 um, we had the Asbury Park Music Awards. There wasn't a rapper hip-hop category. It's, it's like, you unbelievable, know? right? Unbelievable, right? Come on. Like, do they not see what the west side of Redbank, or the west side of uh, Asbury looks like? It is like you walk down the street and all they're doing is bumping hip-hop? Like, please, somebody tell me. <sighs> How are we looking on time, beloved? Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I'm all gassed up now. Talking mm-hmm. about my grandmother and Bruce Springsteen and drinking six cups of coffee and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've been wired throughout this entire interview. That's oh, a good is, thing, though. Yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> Trust me. Oh this no. Is, yeah, this is subdued. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just um always always wired, and again, that kind of goes with. Um, I never really had an outlet. I was really just like the spastic kid in the, the parking lot that was telling dick jokes and mm-hmm. getting people high. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what's up? I'm like, hey, uh, I got brownies. You guys want to fuck with brownies? We're like, no, I've never done that before. Cool. See you in two hours. And then come back and tell dick jokes. And I was like, so now I have a channel to hang out with my boys and to kind of talk some shit, tell some dick jokes on the internet. What do do? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about Childish Cambino earlier. Uh, do you know? Love the new album, dude. Yeah, it's good. dope, right? Um, I think my favorite album for 2016 though is probably um, "Don't Smoke Rock." That's Smoke Dizzy and Pete Rock. Okay, the album is dope. I mean, that's, I'm kind of like torn between that and the Tribe album. It was so good. Yeah, Tribe, tribe album was dope. Was incredible, man. Um, but Donald Glover, Childish Cambino, just won two Golden Globes. Right? He did. That's like. Unbelievable! I, I still gotta watch Atlanta. I haven't started it yet. It. I hear. I hear it's incredible though. Unbelievable, man. Um. It, it's it's good to see a guy that like I knew him as like being a fan of writing and being a fan of comedy. He was okay. one of the writers on Thirty Rock. And the Office too, right? Or was it just Thirty Rock? Was, I think he started in the Office and then. Um, well, no, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. And uh, Tina Fey was like, look, you need, like, you're He a did that rapper. at, like, 18, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're a good rapper. You need to rap. You need to get that out there. Uh, so he put out, uh, like, a couple of EPs or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and now his album, his albums are like blowing up at the exact same time. His tell, like his, he's a writer, a producer, an executive producer. Very versatile. It's like he's talented, unreal, man. Unreal, man. Yeah, he's talented. And like, I've I've been a really big fan of Childish Gambino for a while. Like the very first episode that we did, I actually um the uh, the intro to Bonfire. Mm-hmm. was our intro for the first like two episodes of the show right right because it's just like and he makes beats and like that beat was ridiculous mm-hmm. so it was like yo it was like track one of my running uh, mix that's what it's gonna be we're gonna come out we're gonna punch people in the balls and then we you know we, we hooked up with uh, uh, my boy Omar at uh, Yeah Boy and uh, they sent us a beat, and then uh, our boy Jay, Mr. Encore, just hooked us up with his new beat. Now, mm-hmm. so um, again, that goes again to the point that we're really like we're about the local hip hop scene because like even in our intro, in my, you know, I mean, he did sneak it in there, but right before you hear my name, you can hear Mr. Encore beats. It's like you know, I get my hair cut with that dude. You know what I mean? Right. I used to work with him like mm-hmm. that's, and it, it's crazy to see. Him doing that because he was always, he would always talk about it. When we were working together. He would be like, "Yeah, like I'm making this beat for this guy, or I'm doing this for that guy." And now I'm like, I'm taking a step back, and then now we're not near each other as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, "Yo, you know when you were telling me about your podcast, like that shit is like really doing well." And I'm like, "Yo, the same with your your music and your, your beats." Music. Yeah, He's like, this is nuts. And then I was like, "I need a new." He did Sway in the Morning a few years ago and killed yeah, it. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, right. That's like. That's a guy I used to go on my lunch break with. Right. Is is bananas. Um, but to the to the same effect is like, you know, you, you gotta when you see your friends do well and you become friends with guys like through, you know, your site or with having a podcast or just being like in the community, it's good to see young talent come to fruition. And that is something that um we were both praising about you when we were having a conversation about you coming on, we were like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. 2011, those ciphers were the shit. Mm-hmm. Guap gang, bitch. Shout out to Lowe's. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, I was busting your chops about being a Cowboys fan mm-hmm. earlier. Well, not really busting your chops, but um, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. They're doing really well right now, man. Yeah, we are. I mean, we got a big game on Sunday, though. That's Aaron Rodgers look good, man. Hey, dude, did he invent the Hail Mary? That's what it looks like, right? Hey, like, Better than Flutie's. I just, you got to put him on a box of cereal. Aaron um, doesn't sound as good as Flutio's, but... Um, <laughs> is, what, is that like seven Hail Marys? And like something like that. Three of them in the playoffs? Yeah, or like, like something like that. It's game. crazy, man. And, and he knows how to move in the pocket. I mean, I think... With the game, it really comes down to Dallas's defense. You know, if we can get pressure on him with the pass rush, and if our corners can just cover, I mean, we got Morris Claiborne coming back this week, which is which huge. Is huge. Um, we'll be all right. I know they're down Jordy Nelson. He broke his ribs. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I hope they can to, can pull it off, you know, and get some a redemption good, a good from 20 – what was it, 2014? Yeah. When yeah, we yeah, played yeah. Green Bay in the playoffs, yeah. when they uh, when they said Dez's catch wasn't a catch, um, so yeah, I look bro, forward to yeah, watching bro, it, man. That wasn't a catch. That wasn't a catch. Um, to the listeners though, if you <laughs> want to submit content, 
you can hit me up at Rodney at GardenStateHipHop.com. Um, I also do a press kit service. You know, uh, I've sent out some email blasts in the past. It's called the Spotlight Press Kit. It's 100 bucks. You know, you can read some information in reference to that at www.GardenStateHipHop.com. Feel free to drop me a line, man, and, uh, you know, I would love to connect with you. Fuck yeah. And we'll have all those links and stuff like that on our website. Um, go to SimmonsAmore.com. Or is it Simmons and More Podcast? No, it's just SimmonsandMore.com because uh, SamPC.com was taken. So shout out to that dude, whoever took that. Um, and then uh, on all of our channels, like our Facebook, our Instagram, the Twitter, the whole nine, we'll put it out. We'll put it out. And then um, any other information um, that you want to put out there, please, by all means, to like our soapbox is your soapbox, man, if you want to yell about whatever. i mean just just keep pushing that's all i can say you know it's been an uphill battle for me like i said before had some opportunities for example this past fall i sat up in the mtv office in times square they were doing some things for hip-hop related things with some tv shows thought it was an opportunity i should have been hired for i didn't get it you know and, and it really set me back a little bit man but for your listeners if you got a dream if you're pursuing your goals and your ambitions keep at it you yeah. know don't fall off and, and believe in yourself. Self-doubt has been like one of my biggest issues. I listen, you're you know, to the choir you, you start to doubt yourself a little bit, man. But push through it. Keep fighting and keep hustling. And, um, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then it, it ain't really going to pop off. You. Yeah, you know, like you get buried alone, man. Oh, like yeah. You get buried with your beliefs and nothing else. They Very important. A cheap tie on you and take your rings off before they put you in the ground. You know what I mean? It's... And again, you're preaching to the choir, man. Uh, as a bunch of our listeners know, and guys that know me personally, um, I've struggled with that forever. And it was just like it, it's always been like that. And to it, a lot of people think that success is a marathon, straight line. You're running mm -hmm. 28 miles, it's right? A little closer to like a tough mutter, mm -hmm. or like a Spartan race. Spartan race, definitely a Spartan race. You know what I mean? At least in my world. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it always is like that. It's either going to make or break you, though, you know? Right. Well, exactly. That's like you harden yourself like a samurai. Like, either you could be, like, you know, get rich quick kind of guy and then have no success following that. Like, Millie Vanilli, you can have a hot single. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not to use an outdated thing, but, like, Soldier Boy. You can... Crank that soldier boy. Poo! Mm -hmm. Everything's blowing up. Dude's got apps. He's got Facebook, uh, MySpace, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This and that. And then nobody hears anything about him. And then he comes back later after he figures out that, like, dude, okay, you probably should have come with, like, a little bit more heat. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right. Like, designer, like, a bunch of the other other guys. Um, and like I mentioned, I, I've tried my hand at stand-up comedy in the past, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I thought because I was a funny dude in a parking lot or I know how to tell a story that I could just get up there and hammer it out and I'll figure it out. I'll it's a different dynamic, a performer. though. It's exactly yeah. it. Like you could be a conversationalist or you could be a guy who entertains. Yeah, it's like fighting on the street and stepping into the boxing ring. Exactly. You know, it's two different worlds. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, there's technique to it. Right. There, there's levels to this. Um, so and in business and in everything else in life, just in life in general, and I think that comes with... Um, just growing up, being a little older, you know, you have all this energy when you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you're like, wow, this is all I want to do is blah, 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 and this and this. And then that's what was, what it was like for me with comedy. It was just like, I was just fat and loud and I had gauges and silly haircut and I was mm -hmm. in a band and I was just like, I'm on stage all the time. I might as well tell a couple of dick jokes while I'm up here. Blah, 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 right, blah. right. And then I stepped away from it, 
grew up a little, went down a couple of windy paths, jumped down into some ice water, slid down a slide into some fire, hung over some, some monkey bars, and then crawled under some barbed wire, and all of a sudden I got a podcast with one of my oldest friends, and now I have a venue to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. It's the same way, but it's more... I, I found my niche, and in business, you gotta find your niche. Like, you want hip hop to be great, but you're not a very good rapper, but you have a business mind, and you got a bunch of connections with your friends that are good and this and that. You do, you start your own website. Right. You know what I mean? You just step up and you do the damn thing. That's another thing to the listeners, too. Make sure you get out to these networking events. You know, you really got to meet people, exchange business cards, build relationships. In my journey, that's one thing I've learned. It's imperative to build relationships. Any opportunity I've had, any cool office space I've been in, it's because I've made a solid relationship with someone. Just submitting that resume, it's like a black hole. You know, you you, you might not get any feedback. You really got to be out on the streets. You got to be engaging people. You got to be having conversations. And you have to step out of your comfort zone. You know, speaking of stepping out of your comfort zone, I don't know who's familiar with TEDx and the TED Talks. Oh, yeah. But TEDx is coming to Asbury Park on May 20th. Last weekend, I applied for the open audition to partake in that. So hopefully I'm selected on January 15th, you know, to do my audition. Hopefully I'm invited to uh, present myself to everyone on May 20th, along with the keynote speakers, a part of that. So uh, will certainly be there. And... uh, that, yeah, that's uh, uh, the majority of the podcast that I listen to. And I know Daryl is like bananas about TED Talks because he and I get together and just talk about like, dude, did you know that trees could talk to each other? Did you know that trees can communicate? <laughs> I just listened to a three-hour You can also podcast. register to be in attendance to watch the open audition. You know, hopefully you get to see me there for all the listeners out there. Cool. Danny, do me a favor. Uh, book four seats for that open edition for us. Yeah, we'll be there. We're we're in there like swimwear, bro. It's just like, again, we we have the opportunity to even in the li- I mean, even in the littlest bit, kind of help push someone to follow their dreams. We're gonna take it. Absolutely. So I mean, and it, like we we you have an open door policy. You know where the spot is. Anytime you want to come on, any sort of. Um, Promotion, you know what I mean? If you want us to blast out some links on Instagram and blast out uh, on our websites and, and Facebook and stuff like that, uh, we'd be more than happy to do anything uh, that we can because, again, um, likewise, bro. The, the, the local scene, it's important for, for like-minded people, especially in the youth. Because, mm-hmm. like, how old are you? I'm 27. Okay, so you're, you're about the same age bracket. Do you remember 1997? Like you just you liked things, right? You there was no spot for you to eat in town roller rink, maybe. Yo, dude, that was the, the first show. <laughs> the first show I ever played was Eaton Town Roller Rink at yeah. the Eaton Town Roller. Nice. Rink. I was thirteen years old, and I got punched in the face and broke my glasses, and then went on stage and performed with my band. Yeah. That was the very first show. Yeah, and then I skated home because I was going to skate night anyway. I lived right around the corner from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, it's a fucking shame that they knocked that place down. It is I, a shame. I realize. A lot I of good memory. I feel like everyone had a birthday party there oh too. God, yeah. yeah. Dude, I know. At why least they, one. I know why they knocked it down. <laughs> like for sure I know. Like 
the ceiling was collapsing. I was all, you know what I mean? You walked in and like, I'm 13 years old and I got like my skateboard dude's like, Hey man, you want some crack? I'm like, no dude, I don't want crack, but I really <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. Do I look like I do crack? Because I'm super overweight. I'm just here to hang out with my friends and play video games. It's like, I'm trying to have someone catch these hands in Marvel versus Capcom two and stand up in the arcade over there. So then I, I'm going to fucking <laughs> cut your giant dick off and shove it down your throat. Um, but that is like, I, I realize that that became like an opium den with roller skates in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in those later years, it got a little sketchy. I understand. But they for sure bring that back, huh? That's like, that's like, that was like the local watering hole, man. Yeah, something to that effect, you know, to give the young kids something to do. Yeah. You know? You ready to rock? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, dude, Roddy, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Um, please, by all means, give everyone your handles. Uh, let them know where uh, where they can find you. At Rodney GSHH on your Instagram and Twitter. At G State Hip Hop on Twitter. Um, like I said before, my email address is Rodney at GardenStateHipHop.com. Feel free to drop me a line. Make sure you like the Facebook page. Um, you, you can just search Garden State Hip Hop and you'll find us. Um, that's about it, man. Be sure to check out the website. You know, I'm always accessible. You know, I mean, I love the New Jersey hip hop thing. I love music in general. You know, if there's anything I could do for anyone listening, feel free to reach out. Let's connect. Fuck yeah. Uh, as far as we are concerned, SimmonsMorePodcast.com. Simmons More Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Uh, you can find Bobby at uh, I don't sh- at I don't show up for my podcast <laughs> slash Panther Tale. Uh, Grinder, uh, and for me, I am uh, Earth to Adam on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that other shit. Simmons More Podcast Episode Thirty Nine Hashtag Sam PC Rodney Sir, thank you very much for coming through. I appreciate I you. I genuinely appreciate Simmons you, and More all day. Uh, Danny, yes sir. In the immortal words of my boy Bobby Moore, do the motherfucking drop. Oh wait, I gotta thank our sponsors. Jitsweb.com and domesticateddad.net. Please, please, please go learn how to tie someone up with their own shoelaces and uh, go get yourself some goddamn breakfast. Uh, Now, young Daniel, my Puerto Rican super producer, do the motherfucking drop.